Have you heard about this? With high sale prices on the housing market, you might not want to offload your house. You might want to consider renting it for a while because it appears that the high sales prices is actually having a ripple effect on single-family rental homes in Ontario, and there's bidding wars that are ensuing. Here to talk about it is Danielle DiMarino. She's a Toronto real estate broker. DanielleInTheCity.ca is the name of her website. Danielle, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Happy Monday morning. Well, happy Monday to you as well. Um, this situation is, it's unheard of. People, you know, prompting bidding wars. Now I did hear about bidding wars going down, uh, in the city when it was really hard to get a condo back in the day that people were starting to, you know, uh, offer landlords this and that. That's not really the case anymore. It's happening with single family dwellings. Can you talk about that? I can. Yeah, it's definitely something that we haven't seen before in the suburbs, but we also haven't seen this many people, at least in the last few decades, want to live in the suburbs. Um, so, you know, everybody put a premium on space when they started working in the gym in their house. And now the uh, desirability of downtown condos and downtown rentals aren't as high as they are in the suburbs, forcing the prices up to purchase in the suburbs. And of course, like you said, ripple effect of uh, the rental rates going up. Um, I think that the the problem lay in mortgage qualifications and um, the the tightening of of uh, criteria from all of these banks. It, they've made it basically impossible for you to get a mortgage um, at the price of what real estate is these days. So it forces people to rent. There, you know, you, you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year and still not be able to buy a five hundred thousand dollar condo. Well, there's, there are barely any $500,000 condos and there are barely any million-dollar houses if you've got a dual income. So you're handcuffed into into renting and now you're at the mercy of landlords who've also spent a premium on purchasing. Mm-hmm. So, so you're finding people, landlords have bought the house uh, with, which I find interesting because I would have thought that uh, most of the people that bought the houses are going to live in the house, but these are landlords that have bought houses specifically looking at the rental market and saying, okay, there's... There is a shortage of rental properties. I have an opportunity to make money here, and they're driving up the cost. Exactly. And they've made so much money on their previous investment with the equity in their home because it's skyrocketed in price that now they can they can buy a second property. And mm-hmm. and our society teaches people, like, if you can keep getting them, keep buying properties. That's the, the way to wealth in Canada. So, yeah, they're, they're purposely buying them to have them as rentals, whereas they didn't do that in the suburbs before. Um, and, and another point uh, in that article, actually, that you spoke about was housing starts. Well, there's not enough housing starts. Um, and the, gov- the reason why is the government makes it too difficult for builders to do it. You know, they, it. They can barely turn a profit at the way that they're taxed on new builds nowadays. So you're not getting enough product onto the market. It's going to be further enhanced by an uptick in immigration after the COVID restrictions are lifted. Um, so you're either going to have to see reversal of mortgage lending criteria, which we saw with CMHC actually last week. They, they, uh, they changed their stance on, uh, on the qualifications by loosening the laws around their, uh, their credit valuation, um, like Genworth did uh, a year ago. So something's going to have to happen or it's going to be impossible for people to, to even rent. Yeah, the fact are, is, according to the uh, data released by the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, that just over 90% of detached homes in Canada are owner-occupied. That leaves very little vacant uh, property when it comes to rentals. So, obviously, there's a fight on for the rent. What are you seeing in 
as you know, when it comes to people wanting to rent, what are they actually pitching to to landlords in order to get, you know, it used to be you would have to convince a landlord that they should pick you because you're going to be the most responsible person. You're going to make your rent on time and you are going to treat their building with care like it's your own. Now, what are people offering? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're not a, um, a Canadian citizen or if you're just a permanent resident or you're you're a new immigrant, you're having to put a lot more months up front. Um, you know, six months, seven months of rent up front to to kind of secure the deal, and you're you're probably paying ten to fifteen to twenty percent higher than the list or the asking rental rate uh, to get a place. Now that that's suburbs. Right now, if you try and get a rental in the city, it's easy. It's easy, and uh, you're but surely a not a not a single family home. Not a single family. If, even single family homes in the city are still. Uh, comparatively almost cheaper than they are in the suburbs right now because the homes are smaller in the city. So people mm-hmm. don't want to live there. Right. But overall the rental market is cheaper in the city right now um, to, to get something than it is the suburbs because of the premium on space. Well, that's interesting. Now I know that the Canadian mortgage and housing corporation have said that they don't track data for rental houses because they're such a small part of their listing. Can yeah. you, um, or actually it's the Canadian Real Estate Association that doesn't, uh, doesn't track the data for them because, you know, they're so limited. Can you give us some idea of how much a single family home in the, in the burbs is renting for and, and, or listed for and what the rent is at the end of the day when it's going? Yeah. For? I mean, it's different in each of, you know, comparing Oakville to Brampton isn't going to work. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, if you get a three or four bedroom home, you're still paying 4,000 bucks a month in the suburbs. And, and, and you're paying you're paying about four thousand in the city. They're smaller, but it's the same kind of thing. A three bedroom house is four thousand forty five hundred in the city. That's interesting. And so, how how many people are bidding against each other? What are you seeing? Uh, you know, it, it could be anywhere from like five to ten offers. Wow, just it, it's mind blowing for a, a lot of us that uh, you know have in the past rented places in the city. I don't. I was lucky enough to be uh, renting when you know, people were buying condos. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff on the uh, market at the time. And so I didn't have to go through that. But um, what oh, are the, so- Sorry. yep, I'm still, I'm still here. What are the, what are the uh, solutions in, in the uh, short run? And what are the solutions in the long run? Well, I think things might change once we are ordered to go back to the office. Um, and I think that you might see uh, less pressure on the rental market in the suburbs as people decide that they actually want to move back to the city where there's more inventory for them to rent. Um, so it might be a, a passive solution. I, I think the other solution is um, to allow for people to get a mortgage easier and for the housing starts to become more abundant. The, the government needs to allow builders to build at a quicker pace and perhaps tax them less than they have to give them an incentive to build. The only thing I don't really agree with you on is to allow people to get a mortgage easier. That's only going to drive up the cost of housing, no? Like we'd have more people bidding on the houses, which drives up the cost even more. If more people qualify for a a mortgage. If if we build more houses and they can buy more houses, then they can rent out more houses. But if there's not more houses, if we just make it so they can, more people qualify for a mortgage, then you're still, you're still driving up the cost of the house eventually, no? 
Yeah, you are you are driving up the house. The, the yeah, house which is too. tough. I mean, it's like it's, it's like this wheel keeps going round and round. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I guess we none of us have the actual answer, or else we'd be. Yeah. In but well, I think housing starts are important. Yeah, listen, it, it, I, I hear what you're saying. We have to incentivize builders mm-hmm. to build rental units. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to do that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, are more well versed like yourself on, uh, how we get these, these developers to, uh, be incentivized. But as it stands right now, I appreciate you joining us, Danielle, to talk Thank about you. this really new phenomenon, the bidding mm-hmm. wars for rental houses. You yep. think that this will continue on in the, uh, in the near future if we don't do something about the the supply. I agree. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Danielle. If you want to check out Danielle's website, danielleinthecity.ca. Danielle DiMarino, Toronto Real Estate Broker. 